And so my questions are about filings. Yeah. I am new to Singapore just recently. Mm -hmm. And so for 2022, I have US um, and Singapore. Mm -hmm. So all of my questions are simple. All of them <laughs> fall under that practice. So I don't okay. know if there is uh, just a conversation that you might have about the basics of filing taxes in Singapore um, that might cover all of them or I can ask them all. But essentially, mm -hmm. I, I understand I'm supposed to take my American income, Singapore income, and I imagine that mm -hmm. they take the Singapore dollar and transfer it into American dollar to figure out how much I gain or how much I gain. Yeah. We, there are some advantages. Darren knows these questions. Darren does this every day as a job. I'm like, um, I'm like, uh, oh, who's the guy? Uh, what was the one with John Travolta, the Quentin Tarantino movie? Okay. Like Reservoir Dogs. No, not Reservoir Dogs. No. Anyway, Harvey Keitel. The yeah. wolf. I'm like the wolf who comes in when there's a really bad problem. I have to clean it out. So yeah. I don't do that every day. So he can tell you about I know there are some advantages about you can use the timing, like you can take the exchange rate at the end of the year, but you paid it earlier. Yeah, it's kind of, I guess, like just to keep it brief and in the time that we have, uh, we tell clients who've just uh, arrived in Singapore, do your best. And what do we mean by that? So B, it's an acronym. So B, pay, att pay attention to your, <laughs> pay attention to your banking, because that's something to which, you know, most people will be unfamiliar. The fact that you have accounts outside of the U.S., you need to keep the statements because the online stuff only goes back so far because you need to populate a report to, uh, to the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network every year. The FBARs, some commonly called the FBARs. And you're supposed to retain those bank records for a certain number of years as well. So that's banking. E, estimated taxes, because uh, when you're back in the U.S., you got paid in a W-2 probably, and there was withholding, so you didn't have to worry about stuff like that. But now you need to pay attention to whatever estimated taxes may be due. That's assuming that you're above the exclusion, because failure to make periodic payments, IRS doesn't like to wait to get taxes. They want to get it along the way. And you'll be faced with something called an underpayment penalty if you don't pay them in a timely fashion. Uh, S, state. So when you, most states are, are domicile states, so they get pretty sticky. So we kind of counsel clients to be mindful of what was your last state of residence and therefore where you last domiciled. And perhaps it is to your advantage to consider moving to one of the seven or so states without an income tax, you know, Washington, Nevada, Wyoming, uh, Texas, Florida, etc. The reason why is that depending on your situation, we've seen, and it could get kind of intricate, you, you can be living out here for a considerable period of time, but you're still technically domiciled in that state, according to the nuances of their rules. And we've seen clients who then return to the U.S. after a stint out here, and they hit with this big retroactive tax bill because from the state's point of view, you, I know you physically weren't here, but you were still tax resident because of whatever the nuances are. So have a, and, you know, 50 different states, 50 different rules. So you'd want to have a conversation with your tax professional about the nuances of your particular state. And T, transfers. So especially if you're in a relationship with a non-US partner, or a spouse or, or whatever the case may be some of the gifts and you have non-us family members so some of the gifts that you receive or that you grant to someone else there may be not a tax payment due but reporting that 
would be required and that would be triggered. So that's typically the basic introduction. Uh, but in terms of the nuances of your specific situation, I, I guess that would probably be beyond the remit of what we have here, which is more general in nature. So that's okay. that's Sure, sure. As far as um, mm -hmm. I know what Paul had said, is to mm -hmm. make sure that you tax off. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Not knowing myself at all mm -hmm. about it, what kind of questions would I ask my mm -hmm. accountant? <laughs> and and maybe say, uh, yes, how would I know whether or not? Give mm -hmm. that a shot. I mean, you can ask them terminology. So mm -hmm. say, you know, I do an FBAR. If his eyes glaze over or he goes, what's an FBAR? You need to switch over to here. Um, <laughs> if, 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 if you want to throw numbers, go, okay, I got I to prep my 2555. If he goes, what's a 2555? You know, he's not, he's not ready to, he's not ready to handle your, because those are two just very entry-level basic things that are going to be common for you every year now. So I'd start there and get a sentence. And, you know, sometimes those folks will graciously say, look, I they don't want the risk of messing yeah. it up for you. So they'll say, look, why don't you work with somebody that's mm. that's really knowledgeable locally there and, and make sure it's correct? Thank you. Yeah. And of course, even for those who operate internationally, uh, Singapore is, is nuanced to the extent that you may be PR and you would have CPF, or you may be exposed to uh, certain investment products or opportunities here that are unique to Singapore as well. So that's, that's something to consider. So if you're a six, seven, or eight-figure investor, entrepreneur, or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom, and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.